Hey, College Volleyball Weekly, episode eight, and we are in crunch time officially as we are on the last week of a regular season, and some are actually in their postseason tournaments. We have a tree takeover this week. We had a Sandy Frog takeover a couple weeks ago, but we've got the uh, usual suspect of Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford and freshman phenom, I like to just say, just because it's Kelly Bellardi. And uh, well, we're missing your other half, Ashley Vincent, but I'm sure she can carry her own here. So thanks for coming on, Kelly and Charlie. Of course. Thank you for having me. Always a blast and happy <laughs> that I get to share the screen with the fellow tree this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. huh? It's always a good time. Hey, um, this last week, we saw a lot of upsets. We're going to start um, with we're going to start on the East Coast with uh, the battle for the Conference USA, which is the FIU-FAU matchup here. We know they've been ranked at 14-15, and they played this last week, and FIU won 3-2. But what do you guys know about that conference and the competition? And You know, being that at-large is our, could be potentially at stake, which you talked about before coming on screen, what are your thoughts on that FIU-FAU teams? And let's start with you, Charlie. Yeah, I think that looking at FIU and FAU, because we've got experience playing both of them actually this season, which is probably the first for our team, being able to see multiple teams out of the Conference USA. Um, I was really impressed with the height and the just overall like power that came out of FIU. But then looking at FAU, I was really impressed with their ball control and scrap. So I'm thinking that looking at Conference USA bid, I'm probably leaning more on FAU getting that bid over FIU, just being able, just bouncing off of them being able to out scrap a little bit more. But I mean, also it's a toss up because FIU does have the big upset over Hawaii. Um, so they do have a big win somewhere on their docket. And so I'm kind of thinking I'm, I'm intrigued to see where that one will go because of the fact that FIU just beat FAU, but also I could see FAU taking it right back at them. So I think that that will be a really, really close one up for grabs. Yeah. How about you, Kelly? Thoughts on the, uh, the two teams there? Yeah, I agree. I think it's helpful that we got to play both of them. Um, looking back on my games, I remember playing both of them, not really knowing like the teams could be on played a lot of teams from that conference. But our game against FAU, I remember it went to three and it was like 15-13. Like we barely won it. And then like I thought they were really good. I was super impressed with them. And same with like all the other courts too. Like I think we only beat them 3-2, um, which was like, I, I don't know. I thought we were going to beat them 5-0 because I just didn't know. And then when we played FIU, I remember, I don't know. I just thought the FAU team might have been a little stronger just because they were scrappier, I think. Or maybe we just played better. But um, I don't know. I'd probably give it to FAU just based off how we played them. Well, it looks like, you know, with FAU, they got a key piece back here in the last two weeks, and it's uh, uh, Marketa Svazilova, one of their Czech girls they have. They had Julie Honsabachova, and she'd been winning in her pairs, but with Marketa coming in, uh, that could change that dynamic for FAU. And then, obviously, FIU, they've got Team Italy on their squad, Giada Bianchi, uh, Rachel Mancinelli, and a few other girls that are are really big and physical, which, you know, when I saw you guys play in Long Beach, I, I had to see this FIU team because like, oh, there's no way that roster is as physical. It's listed. And they're kind of the real deal. They have a six, five uh, girl on their roster and Giada's six, three and watching you have to hit against her. Charlie, I didn't, you know, don't know how you did it, but <laughs> they're definitely talented. A group of girls on both those Florida teams. So that'll be interesting to see what happens in that conference USA ma matchup, but. Let's jump over to our number 10 team in the nation, which I think both of you are familiar with, the Stanford Cardinal, coming off a big weekend at the Battle for the Bayou. Is that the uh, the official uh, name of the event? 
I'll yeah. let uh, Kelly talk about this weekend for the trees. Yeah, I mean, I remember going there. We had a lot of good teams to play, so we were all super excited. Um, what? Who did we play first? What team did we play first? North Florida. North Florida, okay. So I remember playing them. It was good just to get used to the sand and, like, all the environment. Played them, went well, beat them, and then we're like, okay, we play LSU next. Um, we got to get ready. Our game, I remember, so the fours and the fives went first. So we were playing, and we lost the first set, I think, 21 21- like 11. <laughs> we're like, oh shoot, we got to figure it out. So then the next set, that's like also what's good about me and Ashley is we kind of are just like used to going to three, which is bad, but also good because we're used to it. Um, then the next set, we were able to pull it out. And then three, we beat them like 15 9, but they're a really good team, I remember. So then we start off 1 0, this is why, or 1 1. And then all the games, I think every game we won went to three and I think it was really good for us just because everyone was so gritty and like able to pull it in through the end. So I was very, we needed that as a team, like an upset. Cause I feel like we get so close every time. Sometimes it's hard for us to like pull away. So it was really exciting to watch that one. All right. Sounds good. Charlie, take a stab at it. I mean, it's a big weekend for your program. <laughs> yeah, no, Kelly, you killed that. I'm going to say too, I mean, that's the biggest upset we've ever had in the history of Stanford beach volleyball. We've never upset a top five program. And so LSU was ranked number five at the time. We were able to knock them down to number six um, in their rankings this week. I was really proud of the battle that we fought this weekend at LSU and against LSU. It was their home court. It was their senior weekend. I mean, the odds were very much stacked against us. And like Kelly said, um, we won every match that we won, we won three, two, but every match went to three and four out of our five courts went to three. And so it was a really gritty battle all along. It was under the lights. It was at night. It was humid. It was the hottest day of the week that week too, that we were playing. And so I was really proud of the battle that we were able to put up, especially because of the fact that being West coast girls, being used to the rain and cold this year, we didn't have a lot of experience with heat and humidity. Even when we played in Hawaii, there wasn't a high level of humidity. It was more of wind and heat. And so, I don't know. I think that that was a really great showcase for us. Unfortunately, the next day, I mean, I feel like we're, there's an elephant in the room and unfortunately the next day we were upset, but I think that it was a little bit of fuel for us. And we hate being upset just like every other team, but I think that that was something that really solidified for us that we've got some serious work to do in these last couple of weeks. I mean, we're vying for either a conference or an at-large bid. And if we're one of those teams fighting for the at-large bids, which is kind of what it looks like right now, we got to, we got to step up our game a little bit more than we've been doing. And so we're looking forward to the end of this season. Good calls there. Um, I'm going to go up to, not skip now, I was mentioned Cal, they beat uh, USF 5-0 and St. Mary's 5-0, but that brings us to our number eight team, and uh, they were eight last week, eight this week in the College Beach VB poll. It's Hawaii, and they had four solid wins. They uh, beat Georgia State twice, 3-2 and 4-1, Arizona 3-2 and 4-1, but what do you know about this Hawaii team? I know um, Charlie, you're really familiar with them, but I'm going to let Kelly take a stab at it here, being that uh, we love having new faces on here. <laughs> um, I think they're really good. The only time we played them or I really got to see them play was when we went to Hawaii. So they were on their home court and everything. Um, the thing I've realized in college beach volleyball is every team is good. Like even I'm at the fours and sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, expecting maybe to get some free points. Like, oh, they're going to hit the ball on the net or oh, they're going to hit it out. Like kind of how it was in juniors. But at this level, literally teams that aren't ranked, like they're not doing that. Like they have it together. They know what they're doing. And I think that's what happened 
because Hawaii was the first top team I had played since I got to college. So I was like, okay, like I know they're going to be good. I don't know. Luckily we ended up winning, but I know that their pairs, like I think their threes and fours like switch around and their ones and twos switch around. So they have a lot of depth. Um, so I think they're a solid team. And I don't know. I think people will sometimes take them for granted. Yeah, Brooke Van Sickle and Kaylee Glago with the ones. Yeah. Pretty crazy pair there because uh, Brooke Van Sickle has got to be one of the hardest hitting athletes on the sand these days. But Charlie knows about Brooke, so <laughs> we'll, we'll go and let you have a, 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 a swing at it here. I know. I feel like I can't say enough about Brooke. I feel like she's been like a fan favorite or honestly, just like a squad favorite this year when we've been talking about her, which I mean, well-earned. She, as a former partner of hers, I've got experience playing with and against that arm. Um, I was really excited to kind of watch. We were really watching the live stats because I think we were sitting the air, in the airport on the first day of that tournament. It was Hawaii senior day. And that was a huge opportunity for Georgia State and Arizona. Like those are an upset of Hawaii could be a really great look for an at-large bid. And so we were kind of glued to that live score, especially with Arizona going up 2-0 and Hawaii being able to pull off a reverse sweep of them on day one. I thought it was very impressive too. I mean, it's really hard to beat a good team twice. And those are two good teams with Georgia State and Arizona. And not only did Hawaii beat them twice, but they actually improved to 4-1 the next day with both of them. And so I was very impressed with Hawaii's play this last week. And I think that they came out and they fought hard and with it being their last regular season home games, I think it was good and it shaped them up well for what's to come in this big West play this coming week. That's a good call. Very good call. But now we have to go to a team that's ranked seven to whom you guys are seeing this week. And that's number seven, Grand Canyon. And we were talking a bit beforehand, they have been on a break and then they came off this weekend with wins over ASU beat them three, two Utah, five Oh Ottawa and park five Oh. So, um, is the rest good for Grand Canyon as they come to you guys to play? So let's start with you, Charlie, on this one. We will have to see if the rest was good. <laughs> you uh, got to keep it PC so you don't stoke the fire, right? Absolutely. But with, with that being said, GCU is one of our biggest rivals in the last five years, I'd say. Um, being a fifth year, I feel like I can say in the last five years now, uh, especially in the last three years, though, we've had heated battles back and forth with GCU just about every single time we've played them. We've gone pretty back and forth with them um, and it's gotten very rowdy and very chirpy in the past. And so I think that we are very excited. Um, it's like a double rivalry day on Friday, the fact that we're playing them and Cal. So I think that there, the fire has been fueled, so I won't say anything to stoke that fire anymore, but I'm very excited for us to match up against GCU. They've got a really talented team. We'll see how this rests and kind of a um, little bit of time from the last time they had a really big competition has suited them and we're gearing up and ready. All right, Kelly, you're the uh, newcomer. So, you know, you obviously have a big match at Grand Canyon, but also a rivalry match. I didn't put that together until you said that, Charlie, but... <laughs> Wow. Not a, not a light week for the uh, Cardinal. Yeah, I know. I don't know much personally about like GCU and how much they play, but I know that they're such a good program. So it's going to be a really good game. So I don't know. We're going to have to be super mentally tough to play them. And then Cal next, because they're just two super intense and I feel like emotional games. Um, so we just got to get ready for that and then see what they have to bring. Just go off that. All right. Jumping on down to our, Current number six team, former number five, and that's LSU. And they dropped because of what Charlie mentioned earlier, the 3-2 win by the Cardinal over LSU. But uh, they had a 4-0 week against UNF, 4-1 against Houston Christian, and Nichols State of 5-0. and 
But we're going to jump up to the now new number five coming up from number six. That's LMU. A couple good wins at the Center of Effort Challenge in uh, San Luis Obispo or at Cal Poly over number 11 Long Beach State 3-2 and Pepperdine 3-2. Um, they lost to USC 4-1 and FSU 4-1. I thought those would have been a little tighter, but I wanted to get your athletes' take on it, being that you are ones that are competing against them. So let's start with you, Kelly. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking at this now. I feel like they definitely would could get 3-2 or maybe even upset them. Um, I was super impressed with LMU. I remember when we played them. Um, once again, like every team is good at this point. Like you can't take any team for granted. And a lot of people on LMU, I'd played in juniors. So I know that they were super good. Um, me and Ash ended up losing. I remember for the duel, um, against them. So next time we play them, it's going to be super intense. We're going to be really into it. Um, but yeah, they're a super solid team. I think they definitely could upset like a top ranked team for sure. Like a top five team, even though they are the top five but someone high i think they can do someone higher than that yeah i can see it happening charlie lmu thoughts i'm very impressed with this lmu program like kelly said they beat us three two at the start of the season which that one was a stinger for sure um i'm also i think that that match against fsu that was a bit of we kind of prefaced that last week of we were excited to see where that one went because lmu had upset fsu the week prior and so fsu seemed like they came out kind of with a vengeance and were really really ready to prove why they were number four and why they weren't number six and so they did it i mean lmu i think I was a little bit surprised, like Kelly was saying, that the scores were 4-1 with both of them. But then again, I mean, they got the wins that they were supposed to, and those matches against USC and FSU could have gone either way. And so I think that the 4-1 probably didn't indicate exactly how good of a match and duel it was. But at the end of the day, USC and FSU got their jobs done. So, Yeah, being that I worked the uh, AVP feed on that one, um, seeing Florida State and all those teams in that same location battling, it is so tight. Um, you're watching, say, have five courts at the center of effort. So you're seeing scores drop, and then all of them just fold all for the decision yeah. because it literally was going two, three sets on each of the courts. And like, oh, you know, Florida State's up one. Oh, that one. Oh, gosh, that point came up one, one. And then all of it really started to happen. Like it could have gone either way. Um, so, in, you know, as Kelly was saying, it can go either way on any given day. And if you're thinking tournament mindset, you only have to win that one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, they were, I, although they're four ones against USC and Florida State, LMU was in in the battle without a doubt. They just uh, a few points short each uh, in each of the flights that they had lost. So um, let's move up Florida State. Obviously the win over LMU 4-1, Long Beach 4-1, but tight losses to TCU and USC. And again, same story. Um, they're three, two losses against number two and three is quite a statement by Florida state, even though they lost, but what are your thoughts on Florida state Kelly? I've always been impressed with them and like their program in general. I know they have like a few, or like a few freshmen playing. Maybe I don't think so. Um, but do they, I think they I'm have at least one with Cara with Ashley's. Oh, old okay. okay. Yeah. At least one. But other than that, I remember them. I just know them to be a super experienced team. So I've always thought they were very good. Um, interesting that they lost to TCU and USC. I mean, 3-2, I'm not surprised. But I feel like also they could upset them. Yeah, well, there's a super sophomore on that team, uh, Anna Long, who's playing with Jordan Polo, former Cal. And I mean, they're re really a fun team to watch because uh, Anna Long is such a great blocker. And Jordan Polo, 
she has the maturity and experience as a, a defender behind the block, but they do some really good stuff. And that's a team they moved up, I believe, to the twos at one point. So and they were playing at the threes at the East meets West. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're earning their way up in the lineup. So yeah. how about you, Charlie? Thoughts on Florida State? No, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to bring up Jordan and Anna as well, because I feel like that's a pair that we've been really watching this season and really impressed with pretty consistently. Um, I think that the 3-2 match against TCU, I think this weekend was the first time that TCU actually looked beatable to all of us which was cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that it, again, it shows that parody and that equity amongst the sport across the nation. Now, like there's no one powerhouse. Everybody's pretty good. There's way more three, two matches, which is so cool to see. And so, I mean, I had a lot of respect for the way that FSU played. And again, going back to their upset or they're not upset, but their rematch against LMU, them taking that, I think that that one had to feel pretty good after they got upset on their home sand. Yep. We'll bump up to now number three. Last week was number two, USC. They had uh, three big wins. Number four, Florida State 3-2. Loyola Marymount 4-1, who was a five. And Long Beach State 3-2, which I thought that was a little tighter than it should have been. But, you know, Long Beach State battled. And then the loss to UCLA 3-2. Let's go to you, Charlie, on this one. And then uh, to Kelly. UCLA, I mean, I think we'll probably talk about them in a second, but UCLA was out for blood this last weekend and they really earned that number one ranking this week. I think that they had a lot to prove. Um, USC came out and pretty much did their job. I think that they wanted that win over UCLA, but again, they've already beat them once. We kind of expect to see that rivalry and that back and forth between the two teams. And so USC won the matches that they were supposed to, unfortunately did not edge ahead of UCLA. Um, I mean, unfortunately for them, fortunate for UCLA doesn't really affect my own thoughts on it all, but, um, I really, I mean, USC still looked really good this weekend and I was watching that FSU USC match. And that was a really fun match to watch. Honestly, really all of the matches at center of, uh, effort were really fun to watch. So, yeah. All right, Kelly, how about you? Yeah, just in general regarding USC, I feel like I've been super impressed considering last year they graduated so many seniors and people didn't really know what their lineup was going to look like this year. Um, but every time we've played them, they've been super hard. And I think they've been able to show like what they're made of with all these teams. And that's reflective in their ranking. Them going 3-2 with Long Beach State's interesting to me. Um, I don't know what games they lost specifically, but I mean, that's really good for Long Beach State. And then LM FSU one, also a good win. And then the UCLA one, I feel like they like was kind of due for that, considering I think they upset them in the past. Wasn't UCLA yeah. ranked better than them? The first duels of the first yeah. week of the season. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was shocked that they beat UCLA, just considering how much depth they have. Um, so I don't know. I think I think it was good and bad that they lost to UCLA for them. Good just because then they can like not win as much and probably get going, but also good for UCLA because they're like ready to go this weekend. Well, definitely balances the scales between SC and UCLA because they're now 1-1. One, one, and, you know, there's a high possibility they could face each other in the uh, Pac-12 Beach Championships next week. So, um, but uh, back in watching them play for the first time in person, uh, Megan Kraft and Laney Maple, I mean, it's not new news, but, man, they are good. And <laughs> They're so good. So <laughs> I mean, just watching the shots, I mean, you try and pull on them, they're going to hit a blast. If you stay up, they're going to hit an awesome shot. Uh, Megan's blocking really well. And then uh, 
UCLA and that that duel against. Or actually, I'm jumping ahead. Let's go to TCU first. Uh, TCU now the number two was number one. Uh, pretty much been at number one for I think it's seven or six weeks this season. So um, wins over Florida State three two, swept Pepperdine five zero, and Cal Poly four one, um, but lost to UCLA. Let's go to Kelly on this one. Thoughts on TCU? Yeah. Wow. Um really good for UCLA beating TCU and USC this weekend. That's very impressive. Um, TCU though, I remember just in the past watching like all the teams develop TCU, I feel like was always kind of up there, but not super. And I feel like this year by them just being at the top so often and kind of like taking out USC and UCLA is really cool to watch and just see the growth of the sport. So super impressed by them. Um, Haven't played them or really watched them that much. So I feel like it's hard to tell, but um, excited to watch them play eventually. Yep. Charlie. Yeah. I think like I was saying earlier, this weekend was the first time that TCU actually looked pretty beatable. And by pretty, I mean like still not super, but I mean, pretty beautiful. You're not at the ones. Yeah. So they (laughs) lost, they lost for the first time their entire season. I mean, that was bound to happen at some point. It's better to lose now than to lose at the national championship. So I'm really excited to see how TCU bounces back from that. I think that they're still fairly favored to win CCSA. I think they're still fairly favored to do pretty well in this postseason. But I do think that as we edge closer and closer, I'm hoping that as other teams are rising to the challenge, that TCU continues to rise to that challenge because they were looking so unbeatable at the start. But now that everybody's continued to improve through season, how is TCU going to respond? I'm hoping that um, it's as good as their start was. Yeah. Well, so uh contributor Kate Privet was uh, got to see in person this weekend and uh her and uh Lena Camille uh playing at the twos really good for TCU. I mean, Lena's just a I mean, she's only 19 and she's such a great blocker and you can see she has some great moves and I had no idea you see Kate on screen, mellow, sweet. She is one fiery athlete on the court. I'm like, "Whoa, Jekyll and Hyde." So, um, but she was, they tried serving her and people paid the price for serving her. And I was, and hence the reason I, I interviewed Todd Rogers early in the season, the, uh, the coach of Cal Poly, he said that she was one of his favorite athletes to watch play. And I was like, really? Like, yeah. Cause she's just like dynamite, like a small package that just explodes and is fiery. So, and I'm like, Kate Privet, the same Kate Privet that we have on the show here. <laughs> I laugh. I laugh when you say like, she looks so calm and collected because of the fact that Kate and I have that experience of like, we played together in junior and I've played against her quite a few times too. And so I laugh when we think of like cool, calm, collected Kate on screen, but I know her as a competitor and as a partner and she is all fire. She is crazy fiery. <laughs> and then the, uh, the three, two win, uh, I happened to be done on the stream. So I stopped over that court as a, uh, Riley Powers and Haley Hallgren and that uh, walk-off jumpster by Haley Hallgren, which I mean is one of the best stories this year coming back after playing Michigan, having only one lung after a procedure and then playing the way she's playing. It's just phenomenal. I feel like her jump serve, her spin serve has to be one of the toughest in the nation because that thing has wicked pace and spin and English and everything else on it. Because when you stand behind the service line, you see what she's snapping, that thing moves a lot. (laughs) So let's go to uh, number former number three, big jump for UCLA, now number one. But is this, they, they go undefeated at the Center of Effort Challenge, uh, 3-2 for TCU, 3-2 USC, 4-1 Cal Poly, 5-0 Pepperdine. 
is this the time for UCLA to really pick it up? And uh, are they going to be tough to beat? I guess you guys can't really comment because you're in the same conference. <laughs> I mean, what I'll say for that is that everybody's beatable this year. And so I don't think anybody's completely unbeatable. And I think that TCU losing to UCLA showed that nobody's completely untouchable. But I will say on that note, UCLA looks really good right now. Devin Newberry is back. She's back again. She's out with a vengeance. And you can say uh, Marymount Sailors. Woo, woo. Come on, Kelly. You can say it. <laughs> no. So I think that having her back and having a lot of their lineup rounding out pretty nicely now, um, they're a formidable opponent. That's for sure. And I think that they're feeling pretty good with those wins over TCU and USC this last weekend. So they can do it again. I think they match up against USC again tomorrow for their senior day. And so I think that that will be, again, another indication of how things are going to go. Yep. All right, Kelly, what's it? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like the best, one of the best things about UCLA is how deep their pro, like how deep their roster is. I remember going to our game. I, I thought I was going to play this one team. They weren't even in the lineup. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So that's really good for them. Um, but also, as Charlie said, them kind of figuring out their lineup, their pairs that are working, like they're definitely a really good team. As Charlie said also, like definitely every team's beatable. Like it just takes one day and one thing to happen. But um, I'm really impressed with how they did this weekend, and I'm excited to see what happens in their next games. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, that will – I'll just mention the rest of the uh, top 20 and essentially there was no change from 11 to 20. I mean, there's a big win for Atlanta's Arizona Wildcats and that they beat number 11, Georgia state, actually 14 Georgia state, but that was a big win for actually number 13. So, I mean, if you're being considered for that large, that's definitely a win to have for a program. So congrats to Atlanta and the Wildcats, but they still have a conference tournament to go to. So, with that, let's jump over to our week nine watch list here. Um, the A-Sun Championships begin tomorrow, and Stetson's a heavy favorite, but in the background there, you got to keep an eye on FGCU and UNF because they've proven to be pretty competitive here in the uh, tail end of the season. So thoughts on that A-Sun Championship contenders? We'll go with you, Charlie, first. I think my favorites for that conference, obviously Stetson's still a heavy favorite, but I think that UNF has potential to upset. So I'm excited. We After we saw UNF this last weekend, I was pretty impressed with their scrappiness. Um, so I think that that will be a really good matchup. My guess would that it would be, it comes down between Stetson and UNF, but also I'm not going to count out Florida Gulf Coast by any means. I just think that my favorites are probably UNF and Stetson to take it. Yeah. Kelly, how about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, we played UNF recently, so definitely was impressed by them. And once again, literally every team, I'm like thinking they're not going to be like, I think they're going to be okay, but I'm impressed by every single team we've been playing recently, especially UNF, super scrappy, nowhere to place the ball. So I think I'm going to give them my favorite. I haven't seen Stetson play that often, but I know some players that go there who are good. So I don't know. I feel like it'll be a good matchup. Well, Stetson has the, their number ones pair of Karen Zolner-Chikova, uh, Czech girl and Shay Henson, and I got to see them in Long Beach twice, and they're pretty impressive because Zolner Jakova has a big arm swing, and uh, serve her, you could be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, there's uh, the other Latvian in uh, D1 Collegiate Beach, is Anita Namike or Anna Namike, and her partner, the Brazilian uh, Carol Carol Ferraris. So, uh, 
good pair there at the two threes, I believe. And uh, they've been pretty consistent in winning. Um, let's go to the other big one that that's on the watch list. And you actually mentioned it a little earlier here, UCLA senior day, but who do they have in their house? Number three, USC, number five, LMU. Going to be a battle there on Mapes Beach. Kelly, take a shot at it. Yeah, those those games are going to be intense. I mean, I feel like it could go really either way with this one. Um, USC, like they're going to be out for blood considering that UCLA just beat them. UCLA senior day, they're going to want to win. Um, I don't know. I feel like the games are going to be really intense. Same with LMU too. Like they're also a super good team. Um, I don't know. So that'll be interesting to watch considering that it's senior day for them and at home. I might have to go with UCLA and take it, but I think it's going to be very close. Well, let me ask Charlie this because uh, you went through a senior day last year and I always feel like it's such an emotional day. That's hard to focus on competition when you've got such an emotional moment, but what are your thoughts? I'm actually, I go back and forth with that because of the fact that last year, my senior day was high emotions, but I was also of the knowledge already, not the public wasn't of the knowledge yet, but I knew that I was coming back already. And I had already announced to the team. So it was kind of like one of those moments where it was sentimental, but I still had, but we still had our head on straight um, for what we had to get done. I do think that that's, I mean, it's UCLA and I wouldn't expect anything else, but I think it's a pretty bold move to have as heated of matchups as those ones on senior day, because again, emotions aren't something to count out. Like the sentimentality of the moment isn't something to count out. And I think that tendencies shift towards having senior day be a little bit less of a load so that it can be a little bit more about the emotions and a little bit more about the sentimentality. But I mean, they're not going to be able to be sentimental until the day is done. So I think that, I mean, it's a, it's a bold move and I'm, I'm, excited to see how those matches go tomorrow well for both of you being that both teams are 1-1 as a coach do you think you shuffle the lineups I mean I could see Dane and Stein shuffling their decks a little bit their ones and twos but I mean I don't know is that the wise thing to do being that I mean you guys are probably in that same situation also earlier in the year Charlie you're playing the ones I believe you've gone up to the threes a couple times too right Kelly yeah a few games so uh, I mean would it be beneficial to shuffle the deck to throw someone off? I think both of these teams are pretty known for their shuffling. They've done a lot of shuffling this whole season. Like we've seen a lot of the same pairs, but we've seen a lot of of movement throughout. So, I mean, I don't necessarily ever expect to see a specific lineup out of UCLA or USC this season because of the fact that both teams with USC, I think that they were really trying at the start to figure out what's going to be the most dominant. And then with UCLA, I think that they were figuring out like, how many other people can win in their lineup because of their depth and their experience in that program right now. And so I think that I don't know if either of them will mix up from last week, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did because of the fact that they've been so known for their mixing. Yeah. How about you, Kelly? I thought you were going to say something there. Yeah, no, I agree. Basically what Charlie said, I feel like both of these teams out of any other teams we've played are more likely to be, to switch up their lineup um, like literally last time we played UCLA, I thought I was playing in the threes. So I scouted a team I actually was playing in fours and then the team I scouted ended up being in the four. So it worked <laughs> out in my favor, but like, you never know because it always gets flipped. And then USC, I feel like they don't shift as much, but there's still some shift in like the fours, fives. Um, so I'm interesting what to see what they do with those pairings, but I think they'll keep the ones, two, threes pretty much the same, but UCLA, 
I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that goes to uh, our other conference. Uh, this week, the uh, couple of conference tournaments start, and we'll just go over them really quickly. Southland Championships began. Texas A&M Corpus, Corpus Christi is 6 known conference. They're heavy favorites. They're the champion in 2022. Uh, Houston Christian, you guys are familiar with those guys. Uh, they're 5-1, and one, so uh, we're not going to say that Texas A&M, Corpus Christi is the, uh, a lock, but super tight competition. Then you have the Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference where UT Martin is the very heavy favorite. Uh, they're the champion in 2022. Big West Championships are starting up in Hawaii. Hawaii is a very heavy favorite, but Long Beach State has faced Hawaii three times, all resulting in 3-2 losses. Is this the time? You guys. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> I think it's a question mark for me because Hawaii has a little bit of that home court advantage still. Um, and they haven't matched up against Long Beach at home. They've only matched up against Long Beach in California. And so I'm wondering if it will be another 3-2 situation, if it could be a 4-1. Long Beach is a very talented program, but my favorite still probably edges ahead on Hawaii. Um, but then again, I mean, Long Beach State is a very good program. so. We'll see. Yeah. Kelly. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I want to say Hawaii, but I'm going to say Long Beach because I feel like they are due for an upset. And I don't know. I think their team is very talented and I think they have a lot of solid pairs. So like depending, I don't know which teams will win, but I think that they could get at least three. I think they could get three of them. Yeah. What well, brings us to our final watch duels of the week and that is stanford gcu and stanford cal now is cal gonna face off with gcu as well do we know i i didn't see on the i only saw these two on the schedule so i'm to assuming they will but regardless this is a huge weekend for you guys on the screen so uh thoughts on going into a pretty big week uh we'll start with you kelly yeah i mean especially now I feel like it's crunch time. Everyone's been talking about, all right, we have like three weeks left of the season. We got to give it all you got, which I feel like some people could take and be like really nervous about. Um, but one thing our team has been talking about is just like trying to hold each other accountable, um, just being there for each other, because as we get closer, obviously it gets more stressful and everyone's like, Oh, are we going to get into the tournament? Are we not? Like it's very up in the air and uncertainty definitely causes people sometimes like anxiety or whatever. So I feel like just trying to stay calm. I know me and Ashley talk about like just trusting each other. Um, Cause we know how, like we know we're talented. So like if we just play our game and focus on ourselves, I think we'll be fine. Yep. Charlie. Yeah. I think Kelly hit the nail on the head. We've had a lot of conversations as a program and as, as a team specifically with all of the girls. And we honestly, are very proud of the fact that we're really coming closer and closer together as this season is kind of rounding off. And I mean, not only is it like rivalry day on Friday where we play GCU and Cal, but it's also senior day for us on Saturday. And so I think that like you were saying, Rob, emotions are still pretty, I mean, pretty prevalent and present for all of us because of the fact that this is our last regular season at home. Um, But we're really excited. I mean, we've lost to Cal 3-2 twice back to back this season. So we're looking to avenge a little bit and we haven't met up against GCU this year. And that's always a heated, really, really intense game. So I think that both of those have potential to be something great. Yeah. I'm hoping there's, those will be on PAC 12 network, correct? All of them. That's a great question. I don't entirely know the answer to. 
But let wow. me check. I'm going to have to check. <laughs> yeah, our fans on there. Because it's see. going to be, regardless of what you watch, it's going to be a really good matchup, no matter which team you catch. Because yeah, they're all top 10. So, and it's all very tight. And I think it's just on the Stanford live stream. But we okay. have the stream running, so. Well, that's free. That's even better. That's on the Stanford live stream. So. Yeah, yeah Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about the week 10 matchups. I'm going to assume that everyone's going to travel day. We may not have an episode next week, but I'll talk to everyone off screen because next week means CCSA championships, conference USA championships, PAC 12s, Sunbelt and the WCCs. And uh, some of them start on Wednesday, others on Thursday. I'm assuming everyone's going to be traveling. So let's keep an eye on that. But I wanted to get to the special segment here because, uh, because of Charlie's connections at Stanford, we were able to get probably one of the hottest teams or at least half of them, with us here and that's Kelly Bellardi. And they, they, at one point they were just crushing. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but you and Ashley Vincent only have one loss, I believe, unless, uh, were you not together on that one? I was trying to go through collegebeachbb.com to find that loss, but she has more wins than you do. How did that happen? Yeah, well, <laughs> one day I got food poisoning, couldn't play. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's also sometimes, some days I wasn't in the lineup because I don't really know why, but um, yeah, that's how. Coach yeah. Fuller, your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. cut that out, right, Andrew? I'll just text you the video straight over. No big deal. <laughs> but here, let me ask you this question here, at, at Kelly. Remarkable accomplishments for you as a freshman. Um, saying new record for wins as a pair in a single season. Uh, what's made you nationally so successful this year? Thank you. I appreciate that. And me and Ashley, we grew up playing against each other, like all throughout juniors. I think we played one like high performance tournament together, but like we never expected for us to play together this year. I remember like Ashley was with Charlie. I was with Charlie. Like we were both defenders. And then the weekend before we went to Hawaii, I think Zolani got hurt. So we were having to mix up our pairings and me and Ashley got put together. Never had played together here at Stanford before. We have a scrimmage. We lose every game. Like we lost to every team. We're like, oh my God, I really hope we're not together just because like we, we're not good. So I'm clipping that for Ashley. <laughs> so we literally said to each other, we're not good together. We have to figure it out or I don't know. So we go to Hawaii. Um, Coach Fuller put, keeps us together. So we're like, okay, um, we got to just do our best. And then literally in Hawaii, we just happened to kill it. We did super well. Um, I think that's the best thing about our partnership is we're very honest with each other and like kind of tell it how it is. If I'm having a bad game, I'll literally say to her, like, I'm doing so bad right now. Like, trust me, I'll figure it out. And like, I just need you to help me just for like maybe five balls, like maybe option, do something. And she's like, yeah, no worries. I got you. And then literally vice versa. So we're very good at communicating and um, just being calm. Yeah. Well, Charlie, you're inside the house here. What do you think of having these two uh, coming in doing what they're doing? Because you were that person when you first got in the Stanford when I first met uh, Andrew and he's talking about this freshman he has coming in from San Diego. <laughs> I think that it's funny. I, well, I'm laughing at Kelly's story too, because I think everybody was really worried about Kelly and Ashley after that first weekend. And it's so funny looking back on it because again, like they got 
they lost every game, like Kelly was saying, but we were kind of like, oh no, like neither of them have really been blockers. What's going to happen? And then they go in and they just like obliterate everybody. Like they didn't drop a set in Hawaii, which was sick. Like they beat UCLA twice, 2-0. They beat one team. I don't remember from which program, but they beat one team like 21 to three in a set. And we were like, or 21 to two in a set. And we turned and we're like, what is going on with this team? Like we had like it wasn't that we had zero fates, but we were just like, we had no idea what was going to happen with them. And then they just kind of popped off. And I laugh because I I love that you're complimenting me now, but I came into a program that was a horrible, that was not great. We were unranked and my starting record as a freshman was one in six. And I think I ended up on the season like 11 and 13 or 11 and 15. Like I had lost way more games than I had won. And I laughed because like my whole freshman year, I got 11 wins and like, it was a huge deal that I had hit double digits, <laughs> but I laughed because in two weeks of season, Kelly and Ashley had 12 wins. They were 12 and 0. <laughs> um, and I was like, you beat my freshman year, entire total wins record in two weeks of season. So that's really cool. Um, and so like, they, it makes me laugh. Like they're just doing such an incredible thing for our program and it like makes me nostalgic because obviously I'm leaving, but I'm, I have full faith. Like this program goes into their hands once I leave and you guys are going to do great things with it. Yeah. Well, Ashley actually set another record, most individual wins uh, as well with, I believe 22. Um, I'll have to look back on the feed, but I was, cause so you had set the record with the most wins as a pair. And then just a few days later, she, I saw the post that she had got the most individual wins. So, I mean, obviously this is the next wave of Cardinal that's uh, carrying on the uh, winning tradition that, you know, a freshman who barely had 11 wins in her first season <laughs> actually started turning the program. So it's good. It's cool kind of seeing the, uh, the changing of a program and or the growth of a program from here. It just shows the kind of talent that Andrew is, is bringing in and the talent that he's, he's just really found out there. So good. Um, I was going to ask you, Kelly, though, you know, with that win over LSU this last weekend, I mean, I look at that, that's a major win, but as a first year or a freshman, I mean, what goes through your mind saying, oh my gosh, we just beat LSU, or is it like, oh, just another duel? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think one of the best things about us too is we, or at least for me, I, I expect to win every game because I'm like, why wouldn't I? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the fours. Like, if I was at the ones, it'd definitely be harder, but like at the fours, like, I matched with another team's fours. Like I should be able to beat them. And obviously like, it, it, that's like not true, but it's like a good mindset I have to have because going into it, like, I'm like, I'm going to put everything I have on the floor on the sand so that I could make that happen. But LSU, I remember going into it. I was like, I know this is gonna be a really hard game. We're going to have to really like stick together and figure it out because it's not going to be easy. And then Literally, I got flashbacks from our Cal game because we got crushed the first set. It was so bad. I think everyone was like, what are they doing? Me and Ashley are talking. We're like, all right, like, we got to figure it out. Like, what is going on? We do, though. So then we win the second set, win the third. So I don't know. I feel like just sticking together and believing that even if you lose the first set, like, we know we can still do this. Yeah. Awesome. Well, final question for you. And um, being that it is conference tournament time and NCAA times, uh, what goes through your mind as a first year um, as you enter these final few days that are going to be pretty important, even with the Grand Canyon Cal duel, but further out, you have the Pac-12 tournament, which is no walk in the park. And I know Charlie's gone through it. This is a fifth go around. So I'd love to hear around. I'm not that old. It's my 
go around. <laughs> you know, COVID, let's remember. That's right. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> so thoughts on that, Kelly? Yeah, I mean, obviously as a freshman, like every place we go and every game I play is super new and like you just have to be adaptable. Coming into the season, I like didn't even, like I want, I was like, I'm going to do as much as I can to play, but like also didn't even know if I'd really be in the lineup. So everything has been pretty new. But especially going into these last few weeks, I've just been trying to say to myself, I, I just have to like fo- and focus on things that I know I need to work on in practice because that's all I can do and just get as good as I can for these last weeks because I've had such a good season and our team, I know how well we can do. And so I really just want to help like make myself better so that I could also make our team better because I know that we can beat these teams and win these close games and me and Ashley winning is obviously going to like really help just like the dual score and everyone's confidence. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely scary and a little nerve wracking. Cause also like when we lose, I feel just like not bad. But I'm kind of like, Dan-, like that's, that's tough because yeah. it'd always be good to win for your team. But I don't know. I'm mostly just really excited. Like I love playing and it's going to be such intense games. So I'm really excited for that. Awesome. Well, with that, I know that we've gone kind of long, but, uh, I appreciate you stepping in here to be part of the tree takeover of College Volleyball Weekly Week 8 or Episode 8 of the College Volleyball season. And uh, Charlie Ekstrom, the usual suspect, thanks for coming back in as well. And I wish you all the best of luck in this next few days. And we'll have to talk about what happens for next week's episodes. Maybe we'll just have a special guest so you guys can focus on tournaments. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us, Kel.